Hello and welcome back. Hi, Thomas. How are you this week? You know what? I'm milking these opportunity costs, so... Milking the opportunity costs, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. What opportunity costs are you talking about? Well, because of COVID, I've been working more part-time as opposed to full-time work. And for the first little bit, because COVID was undeterminable and I also had a bit of free time, I sat on my fat ass and got fatter. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of nice to get a breather like that. But the problem is, it also hurt my bank account. So now, again, since I'm working part-time... I've been putting in, touching up on new skill, learning new skills, touching up on old ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen it yourself there in the sink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Practicing uh, home brewery for when the government eventually collapses. Yes, because here's the thing: a lot of people forget. Fuck you, computer. Anyway, Stupid computer. My computer is very old You're, and dying. See, Thomas is in the process of buying components for a new computer, potentially. But good luck. Yeah. <laughs> because of the silicon shortage? There, there are two reasons why I said I'm going to wait until October. Oh, October's not going to be in it. It's probably going to be like another year before the silicon shortage lifts up. Yeah, I know. But at least by then, COVID should, in theory, be mostly over. And Hopefully. so prices, demand should go down and that should help prices. Mm-hmm. And also that's when I'll well, have the funds that I deem valuable to exactly. start. Well, seeing as you mentioned COVID, I think mm-hmm. obviously this has been the story that's dominated the news for the past year. Um, but I do want to touch on a topic that I don't think we've particularly extensively covered yet, and that's the concept of lockdowns. And the reason I'm bringing this up, uh, viewers, is because Thomas and I live in Ontario, and as we speak, the government is announcing a stay-at-home order, as well as declaring a state of emergency for the second time in the past... There was one declared at the very end of December that lasted all all of January, so we've had two months of freedom, and now we're back to even worse now because even more stuff is closed. And, yeah, and I wanted to talk about the like the politics surrounding lockdowns and such mm-hmm. because I don't think we've really discussed it too much. So, where do you stand on lockdowns, Thomas? What do you think about them? A necessary evil, and I do think they are truly evil. I agree with that. The latter part. I think the disagreement that we'll have is that I personally don't believe they are necessary, and the reason I say that is because. Statistically speaking, we know where where COVID is spreading. It's spreading in the home, right? Like it's not spreading at grocery stores. It's not spreading at restaurants. Like statistically speaking, we know that's not where it's happening. Well, it's more grocery stores than restaurants, but you can't exactly close grocery stores now, can you? But it's not spreading at restaurants. It's not spreading at like recreational facilities. It's not spreading at weddings. You know what I mean? And I mean it was. It, well, it's not anymore. Not anymore, no, because they've stopped weddings, but... No, they haven't, actually. That's one of the few things you're still allowed to do, even after the stay-at-home order. Weird. It's like like 15% event capacity. As someone who has worked several weddings and been to a handful, there is nothing worse than a wedding reception. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? Animals. Well, I'll I'll even give you the benefit of the doubt and say, you know what, sure, maybe that indoor Mm -hmm. dining should not be a thing, but why not outdoor dining? There's absolutely no evidence to suggest that COVID's spreading with outdoor dining. Well, but the issue is that I I don't know how you can say it's spreading in the home, or even what you mean by that. Well, doesn't like that's like the the majority of spread happens from like when one person picks it up and spreads it to their family members, which is obvious, of course. But then, where did that one person get it? That's a good question. Statistically speaking, it's not restaurants. 
but restaurants are a point, and it's an idea, and the idea is to limit the points per spread can happen, not yes. statistically where they might. Yes, but then why is? I understand that, but then why was Costco and Walmart open? Good question. I don't think they will. This you is also where pra- like, this is also where like groceries. Yeah. This is also where stuff comes in that I don't think it, if the big box stores should be open and because they do provide essential services, they should be allowed to be open, but they should only be allowed to sell, you know, mm-hmm. these huge, uh, they shouldn't be able to sell, you know, clothes or whatnot else that isn't deemed essential. Yeah. And that not only levels the playing field, but it also in, uh, should be a point of big box stores uh, that are found breaking this, as they were for a while in, uh, well, I want to br- say, b- Britain. Yeah. They were breaking Britain, it for... they were breaking it a lot, and in the States, I know, like... Yeah. Obviously, each state is different, but I know mm-hmm. in the States that had a harsher lockdown rules, people were breaking it. Mm-hmm. They should be fined to uh, serious uh, well, extents. Well, I think what should happen, honestly, is that you should have the big box stores closed down for the non-essential goods like clothes and stuff and have small businesses open because there's significantly less capacity in smaller businesses. True. And the big box stores have the resources and money to be able to just up and go online. Whereas True. like Joe Schmo's clothing outfitters doesn't really have that much doesn't really have the resources especially considering they've been shut for like True. so much of this. But I actually disagree with that because I do sell a lot of stuff online. Uh, granted, I'm not a huge re- I'm not a retailer of any kind. I just sell stuff. Mm-hmm. But such as what? Well, I sell a lot of my odds and ends, and mm-hmm. okay, you know that I'm a man of many things. Yes, and I tend to go from one skill to another, learning them and refurbishing them, and yep. doing what I will. And then you just sell like uh, things as you yes. transition between. Okay. So, for uh, for instance, uh. I have a racking cane. I have a plastic racking cane, and I have a stainless steel one. The plastic one was a cheap that I could get tomorrow for the purposes of racking. Just doing it, yeah. But those are very brittle and also a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. That one specifically. So I went out, and I was able to, with lockdowns restricted, able to get a better stainless steel one for my purposes, Mm -hmm. which... A hell of a lot uh, more resilient mm-hmm. and also better. And now I'm in the process of selling that other racking cane. Yes, but it's a lot easier to sell individual items than it is to yes, sell an entire online shop. Yes, I know, but my point is, is that I've also been looking into uh, selling larger things for uh, my own purposes because I've been looking at starting up a small business for myself. Mm-hmm. And Oh, that's an unfortunate time, isn't it? Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> I've, as I say, I've just been looking into it. But... Uh, I think anyone who says small businesses can't afford to get online is foolish because not only is the internet a huge resource, mm-hmm. it is also a very simple way to reduce costs. Well, no, I, I don't think that you, they can't afford to get online, but... They don't have the same reach online. They don't have the same reach online. Mm-hmm. And, like... Did you see what... Do you, you saw what happened in New York City, right? Like, after they had really harsh lockdowns and, like, non-essential A lot of people started leaving, yes. Yeah, a lot of, like, the small businesses that really are what create New York City's interesting business atmosphere. Yes. Just up and left, because if I'm going online, why the hell am I going to spend my spend money on rent mm-hmm. that's, like, 10 grand a month for a, for a business? Yep. Which... And I'm worried that that's going to start happening. And then people are just going to be out of jobs. Because True. Because small businesses employ lots of people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not you know what I mean. Not individual businesses, but like there are a lot of small businesses. 
Well, that's true. There, there are a lot of small businesses, mm-hmm. and they employ a lot of people. And if they just up yeah, and go yeah. online, and it's cheaper to go online because I don't have to pay a staff, mm-hmm. I don't have to pay rent. Well, you do have to pay staff, but you have to pay less staff. You have to pay less staff, and you don't have to pay rent. And all you have to worry about is um, warehousing. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that you're not considering is um, services. Because services can't go online. True. Like getting your hair cut. Yep. Getting your getting a, a fur cut for your dog, you know? like Stuff like that can't True. just be up and put online. But do you really need your hair cut? It depends. On? Circumstance. Well, what circumstance? Perhaps my hair is getting way too long and it's starting to annoy me. Annoyance isn't essential. You're right. But who is the government to determine what is essential to one person and what is essential, what isn't? Uh, the government's job, in that's my the opinion. Other, yeah, that's the other part I want to get into after this, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> in the case of a haircut, what's stopping you from cutting your own, Mr. Libertarian? Knowledge. Well, are you, are you Bullshit. The are you seriously pulling the Libertarian card on the side of defending lockdown? Bullshit. Okay, listen... I don't like lockdowns, and I, yeah, I th- think there's I a think lot of issues. I think we both agree that there's not... But the, in my opinion, as someone whose dream is saving up enough that I can buy my own acreage out in the middle of nowhere to clear cut, well, not clear cut, but selectively cut, to make myself a house that I can stead on and I can live off of... And just tell everyone to go, go screw themselves. Yeah. Set up my own... Uh, Good luck telling that to the government who wants to do property tax. Oh, well, the government will... But... See, that's why you build a tank first. No. <laughs> I could. I could. I know how to make uh, potassium nitrate. Charcoal's easy to make. I know I know how to do stuff like that, but no. <laughs> I mean, it would, it <laughs> if would all work I'm for paying a while. Is property, if all I'm pra- paying is property taxes, no, I, I don't mind that. Besides, I still have to work anyway. For, you know, money purposes. Yeah, but then you're paying income tax. Yeah. And then anything you want to spend money on, there's income, there's sales tax. But here's tax. the thing, that's where I'm... Well, just go live in Alberta. There's no sales tax in Alberta. Or there's no... But that's not the there's point. There's no GST in Alberta, I think. But that's not the point. Um, brain not braining. Um, <laughs> I would, my goal is to live as self-sufficiently as possible with as few... Uh, Hindrances? Yeah, well, uh, with as few... Disturbances? Yes, that's what I'm looking for. As possible. Where I can just go to work, go home, have my own wine that I make, eat my own uh, steak that I've made, and or venison that I've caught. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Live off of the electricity that I've produced. Yeah, and? Flush my own sewage. Yes, I, I'm, just, I'm basically saying where are you going with this? Well, my point is... Is that if you are <clears throat> really that much of in need of a haircut, give yourself a buzz cut. Learn how to cut your own hair. Ask a friend to help you. Well, why can't I ask someone who I consider a friend that is also my hairstylist to do it? Then you could. No, I can't. Yes, you could. Not under lockdown rules. Under lockdown rules, you and I can meet. Yes. Well, technically not starting tomorrow, but we're going to go tell the government to go screw themselves because... We're in each other's bubble, like it or not. Yeah. Plus, I work at a grocery store. Realistically, talking to one extra person doesn't increase my risk significantly. And it's the same for me. Well, it'll be different for you because now people won't be allowed in the store. True. And you're going to be interacting only with the same co-workers. True. But either way. Yeah. I mean, and it's not. It's also the fact that now the government's saying to this person who has 
like it or not, cultivated a skill and is mm-hmm. making money on it. Oh, you're, yeah. not, you're not allowed to make money on this skill anymore. Not temporarily. Well, yes, but how much of a disturbance is it to then have a lockdown that lasts a month, a month in, in March? Well, no, I think haircutters weren't allowed to open until phase two of reopening. So I think like two or three months in from March to like April or till May, I think. Matters not. Well, like a, a significant amount of time mm-hmm. for any business to be closed. Yes. To then go back up, work back up to going to full capacity, deal with the whole going into red, having reduced capacity. Mm-hmm. And now a lockdown in starting at the very end of December that lasts until February. Mm-hmm. So you're not allowed to open until February. And then you only have two months of operation. And then you have another, now another month of not being operated. True. Like that's crippling to a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And the thing that frustrates me the most about this whole lock, the whole concept of lockdowns is that, as I said to you earlier, before we turn on the can- the microphone, mm-hmm. it feels like it's just prolonging the problem. Well, it sort of is. The whole point isn't to stop people from getting infected, but to slow the rate of infection. Mm-hmm. So that, especially since we have va- are beginning to get vaccines again in a much more steady and efficient manner. Yes, about time. Thanks, government. Thanks, Trudeau. But anyway, mm-hmm. to really, a month should be good if we don't just... F- well, the, the part that pisses me off the most about mm-hmm. it is, like, if you look at the states, and I know the states, obviously, they have their own domestic vaccine production sites, mm-hmm. whereas Canada doesn't because, I don't know, we're idiots. It's more so a lot of... It's more so because I, their uh, labor is cheaper. Think about it. Not, They're... not skilled labor. True. Which, I hate to tell you this, but building a vaccine production plant and also staffing a vaccine production plant aren't exactly minimum wage jobs. True. True, I suppose. And, like, the, and like even even that notwithstanding, like, look at Britain. Look at Israel. Yeah. Those are also two places that don't have domestic vaccine production. Well, even Britain does, I think, because they have Oxford, and that's who's developing the AstraZeneca vaccine in partnership with the parent company of AstraZeneca, if I'm not mistaken. I am not the person to talk to about that, because mm-hmm. I know not. Well, definitely Israel doesn't, but Israel is, like, the leader of vaccine. Like, I think they have, like, 50%, more than 50% of people are fully vaccinated. At this Don't even get me started on Israel. What about them? Like, how how much better they are than everyone else as far as vaccines? Yeah, but there's a lot of reasons for that. Well, they also have, like, a whole passport system for it. Yeah. Which, I will say... Thomas, we are both libertarians. Yes. I am not exactly, I'm not exactly super cold to the idea of, like, a vaccine thing of, like, you know what? Get out. can do this. Get out right now. But the problem is, with it, is that I don't trust the government to just keep it at that, which is why I'm not, which is why I'm not for it. Good, uh, good man. Good man. Like, like, the concept of saying, you know what, you're vaccinated, so you can do this and you can do that. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. Because, you know what? Fair enough. But I also feel like once we get to the point where the vaccine is widely available and anyone who wants the vaccine can just go get it, there should be there's no need for it, right? Because mm-hmm. if the vaccine works, then why does every then everyone doesn't need to be vaccinated? Well, you know what I mean. It sort of works. Well, if the vaccine works, then you don't need to rely on other people to be vaccinated. Yeah. The problem with the va- the problem That's with the vaccine the is it's a lot like any virus vaccine. Is the virus has now mutated three times, in fact, to well, create three distinctive strains. It hasn't mutated three times. Just for the sake of clarity, it's not like mutation one, 
sometime mutation two, that mutation. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like layered. It's like the virus has mutated. There are three, three different strains. strains. That's yes. what I was trying to say. Although the vaccines are still remarkably effective on all of the strains, as far as I'm aware. Yes, but they don't stop you. They just uh, in, in they they stop they slow transmission by a lot. Like the main coronavirus strain that we've been dealing with for the past year is slowed by like something like ninety percent. Yes, the other two are a lot closer to fifty percent. Well, I was gonna say I thought they were like seventy or sixty-five. I oh, didn't think they were that 50. close. And that's, that's actually why just... the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, like, uh, I think it was Detroit, refused the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Well, their efficacy is lower. Well, their efficacy, uh, uh, because of when their trial period was on, unlike the AstraZeneca and the Pfizer one, I forget what it's, the, those two, uh, their trials were almost done by the time the variant, one of the variants of the three mm-hmm. was just starting to come out. As a result, you'd expect its efficacy to be higher because it's the only thing that was going around was the strain it was designed for. And that's, again, where the flu comes in and, you know, you have Mm -hmm. different strains. And that's why I say stopping people from getting it was imperative because if China did what they were supposed to do, oh boy, we're now on China. Um, (laughs) If China did what they were supposed to do, and report, hey, there's a hundred cases of this thing. We're calling it Wuhan pneumonia, and uh, it's it ain't looking too good, Chief. <laughs> Expecting the Chinese government to be transparent. How yeah. how novel of you. And the Chinese government actually did what they did and kept it at those hundred people. There would have been no issue because the virus would be dead. But they didn't, uh-huh. and so it spread uh-huh. quickly. Uh-huh. Uh. Well, and even even if it's like. Even if, yeah, I'm even not talking just about transmission, mm-hmm. because remember, you remember when like the vaccines first came out, they were starting to be administered. Mm-hmm. People were saying, "Oh, if you're vaccinated, you still might need to wear a mask because we don't know if the virus, the vaccine, stops you from transmitting it as well." Because they had only done tests on it, stops mm-hmm. you from getting it, and it stops you from having severe, severe adverse. Reactions. Well, it doesn't stop you from getting it. You know it stops I mean? like, you from percentages of yeah. It, it'll stop you from getting sick from it. You yes. will still be a carrier for it for but like even, a, a day. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. And even then, now that we know that the vaccines do stop transmission, let's stop transmission like up to like I think mm-hmm. 90% is the most effective vaccine. Mm-hmm. The other ones are around there. Again, you're like, talking about efficacy, which is... Yeah, exactly. Not the best way to gauge. Well, I do think it is a fair way to gauge how, how well a vaccine protects people. It can be, but the point of the COVID-19 vaccine really isn't to get rid of it. Because we are far past that point. It's to to generate her immunity. No, it really is to stop it, to make it more like the flu. Yeah. So that I see what you mean. Like it's like it's to stop having such adverse reactions to it. Yeah, basically to bring hospitalizations down to one percent instead of ten percent, which means it will never, you know, meteorically rise. Well, yeah, exactly. The point where it could stop. I think at at some point we need to stop caring about case numbers. And start looking more at like hospitalizations, yeah. ICUs, and deaths. Because but that's administer- also a slippery slope. Because there's cons to both, and there's pros to both. Well, specifically, if we stop looking at cases and start looking at just hospitalizations and above, mm-hmm. because that's all we really need to care about resource-wise. Because if you're not hospitalized from it, if you're just staying home because you're feeling sick, mm-hmm. that doesn't really—that's not really a drain on resources beyond oh, I'm sick, I can't work for a couple weeks. For Which a week would come weeks. from the flu anyway. Exactly. So. You are right. It is the more to, to to stop it and turn it into the more the flu. But it also stops slows transmission. Mm-hmm. It significantly like 
stops people from developing symptomatic coronavirus. Yep. And it even more so significantly stops people from dying. Yes. Because it's like, it's like... Well, again, that's the point. Yeah, exactly. It's like stop possible hospitalizations, which can stop deaths. The efficacy of stopping transmission is like 75%. And of that 25%, the odds that you develop symptomatic COVID-19 are like 85%, I think, is like an average of Mm -hmm. all the different ones. And in that 15% of 25%, only like, even then, even then, another further, like only like 20% of those people will develop like bad symptoms. And Mm -hmm. then... So on and so forth, only so much of those small people oh, yeah. that have the vaccine will die. Well, uh, so actually, sorry, this is something that's just, you just remind me of something. Mm-hmm. But the Moderna vaccine, it's giving people... No, that's AstraZeneca. Or sorry, the, the, the AstraZeneca vaccine, it's giving people blood clots. It has been 10 out of several hundred thousand... Millions at this point, probably. Yeah, probably, you're right, closer to millions. So you're going to let 10 people... Out of millions, stop you from getting it. And also, here, here's a small thing. Most of them have been women. Almost all of them have been women. And all of them have been on birth control. You don't want to know a strange side effect of birth control? Blood clots? In certain situations, they can cause clotting. Mm-hmm. Well, I do think what Canada's done is fair enough. It's like, oh, we're, stopping, we're limiting it to people that are over 55. Because there have been no reported mm-hmm. cases of it happening in people under 55. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, right now in Ontario, you're not eligible to get the vaccine unless you're 60 years of age or older. Aside from also other health conditions. So mm-hmm. that's just because the, the supply is limited. Yeah, because you qualify, don't you? Yes. Yes, I do. It is ridiculous. I mean... My mother actually recently qualified because I, she's old. Very old. Well, I was I was thinking about not signing up for it because I'm like, am I really mm-hmm. going to take someone else's vaccine? Yeah, but if you but you've heard the stories that like oh there are people they end up throwing out certain numbers of vaccines a day so it's like really why are they throwing out vaccines? Well, because they expire. Ah, or like they have a certain amount that lasts a certain amount of time mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. people don't take them right. So I figured you know what if people if there is that if that is happening mm-hmm. then it then yeah, it's that's not fair. like I'm taking one away from someone else I'm mm-hmm. just taking one from that empty pile and using it. Mm-hmm. God, that is a, what a stupid stupid criteria. I don't qualify because I'm a grocery store worker. I qualify because I have a mental illness. Or a developmental disorder, or whatever they classify it as. You have some strain where your brain don't think too right. Yes. And meanwhile, there's my brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your, your brain is so messed up, we don't even have a word for it. That's how messed up it is, Thomas. Well, the problem is, is that when I was growing up, um, they knew something was wrong with me. But they also knew my brain was accounting for the problems that it was having. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, we're pretty sure he's dyslexic. But he's dealing with it. But he's dealing with it. It's like, okay, he's talking at, you know, like, he's talking like he just read a biology paper. Um, So, like, I mean, does it matter that he can't spell? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like, okay. Back to, like... Yeah, yeah. The thing that pisses me off the most about, like, the vaccine supply and the whole lockdown thing is, like, you look at Florida. And look at their their numbers. Look at how how they, they did not lock down from the start. They have not had a statewide mask mandate from the start, and they are twenty. They are ranked twenty sixth in in deaths per million. And I don't know if you know this, Thomas and viewers, Florida is like the olds. Yes, it's I, like old people. The state, the average age is like sixty. There is one other uh, one that Maine. Uh, Maine has no. more. Maine has more old people like per capita. No, I, I, it's the one but, that has Myrtle Beach in it. It's the state that has Myrtle think, Beach. What, that's older? Yeah. No, it's Maine. 
No, I'm not. I'm talking about. I'm talking about more than Florida. Yeah. Hmm. What? I'm, you're confusing me, Thomas. There's a place called Myrtle Beach, and I yes. forget where it is. I I think it might be in Georgia. Don't mm-hmm. quote me. Okay. Why but are you bringing that up? Why? Because that area is like a hundred year old. Oh, that like area. Olds. Okay. Yeah. I see. So that would probably bring the state average up. Yeah. Well, in and it's like are you? It's like obviously we know that older people are much, 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 much more susceptible to coronavirus yep. than younger people. Which so is actually kind of weird because coro- one of the reasons that made coronavirus so deadly was because it would cause cytokines. It or, would cause what, sorry? Okay, are you familiar with what a cytokine storm is? I am not. A cytokine storm is actually what was the main reason that the 1918 flu was so, flu was so deadly. Mm-hmm. Beca- and why it killed uh, younger people more effectively. Because it would cause a cytokine storm. <clears throat> Cytokines are a protein released by your immune system, okay. which basically uh, tell your immune system, kick it up a notch, kids. We need more soldiers. We need more this. We need more that. Yep. Go harder. And so... Oh, so it was like an, it triggered like an autoimmune response almost? Yeah. That's why a lot of them would suffocate. because Not because of the Not because of the flu, virus, but their own immune system. But their own immune system would fill their lungs with fluid yeah, that makes and sense. choke it, them Obviously, out. younger people have stronger immune systems than older people. Yeah. So but the like, issue was is that that was actually what was causing young people to lose part of their lung capacity was because uh, COVID-19 would cause your body to release cytokines, uh, more cytokines than they needed, and would actually start killing healthy cells. That's why COVID-19, that, that, that's what, so it weirds me out that COVID-19 hasn't been affecting groups like that. I mean, but we also have treatments for those now that we know what's going on. Yeah, so. exactly. And like, but like, obviously we know that it affects old people mm-hmm. more. So the fact that like the oldest state. Oh, and also cytokines are trigger are specifically for bacteria, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Sorry, just. Yeah, no worries. Side tangent. Like the fact that the literally old people, the state mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is not the most affected as far as deaths. I think should show you that Florida has handled this thing incredibly well. Also, the fact that they've kept their economy basically open. Mm-hmm. And, like, seeing Florida, like, if you look at mm-hmm. the, their numbers are down, and they've been going down, and lots of that is to do with the vaccine distribution. Mm-hmm. Lots of that is to do with now it's pe- people don't get it as often, and when they do, it's not as bad, and when they get it as mm-hmm. bad, it's not going to kill them, you know. Mm-hmm. But even before then, you look at their numbers and you're like, mm-hmm. dang, this would be nice. Yeah. Well, to me, um, oftentimes, though, what I say to counter you is, is that in terms of lockdown, look at Australia. Australia went into a huge lockdown, shut literally everything down Yes. for two weeks, yep. and then they were fine for years. And it wasn't until now that they opened up and the new strains came in that Australia was in any sort of danger that they had to relock up. Yes. They are also a single island nation. And even, I don't think Australia was, Australia was never that bad compared to like the United States or Canada or Great Britain. Yeah, but again, that's because they locked up almost as soon as they heard tell. Exactly. But realistically, Canada can't exactly do that. Realistically, it can. Not not in the same way. Because Why not? border access points are much easier for things to get through than coasts or air. Then just close the borders like we've been doing. Yeah, but we haven't. There's still been lots of trade coming across. There's a lot. Yeah, but we did close the borders and there was no trade between Canada and America for a month. No, there was trade. It was, essential trade was still allowed. Then maybe I'm mistaken and I apologize. I I might be mistaken too, I'll be honest. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm fairly certain like, 
the whole stipulation was we're not allowed. We're, it, they said that we're not going to forbid people from coming over who bring things that we need, mm-hmm. but or, or like essential trade and mm-hmm. goods transport, but obviously no recreational. No yeah, people coming back. But like Australia has it a lot easier because it's a lot easier to screen people at like a single point of access airport. Yeah. Than it is like to do it at a land border. Mm-hmm. And New Zealand has it really easy too because they're just a small island nation. They don't really have that many people coming True. over, so they can just be like, "Oh, we'll lock down for a little while, mm-hmm. wait till nobody has it." Whereas here, we have what thirty million people in Canada. If we lock down, we, that's a long time to wait before nobody has it. Yep. You know. And America can't lock down either for the exact same reason. Just they have too many people. Yeah. It just frustrates me because you look at like everywhere in the states is doing so much better now. Like restrictions mm-hmm. are being lifted, like and like the big ones too. Like you know, like yep. Texas's mask mandate was lifted a couple weeks ago, and their numbers have still kept falling. Mm-hmm. Like mm, I think uh, Connecticut lifted theirs, Missouri lifted theirs. You know. Yep. So you see all this happening, and their numbers are still falling. Despite the new variants, mind you, mm-hmm. which I think is important because there. But was you also a- have to remember they're doing a hell of a lot more people percentage-wise a day than we are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Vaccination-wise, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Which is again something to consider. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, I'm just saying, again. Thanks, Trudeau. Yep. Yeah, I'm the re- the reason I'm just I'm bringing that up mm-hmm. is because like it just shows that the vaccine, while not as effective against yeah, the yeah. variants, is still remarkably effective to the point where it's yeah. absolutely worth getting. Uh, and that's not in dis- and I'm not trying to exactly. dispute that. Yeah, I'm sure. just putting it in trying context. to say since we've been fucked by our government's inability to distribute acquire and, uh, acquire, distribute and utilize the stocks we've had and to procure the stocks we need. Yeah. Unfortunately, I believe a lockdown is necessary to catch up and get where we need to be. The reason I disagree with that is because Florida was doing well even before they started rolling out the vaccines. Comparatively speaking, if you look at their deaths per million and all that stuff, hospitalizations of numbers per capita, you know, True. the relative numbers. And they didn't we are not down. the same animal as Florida due to just the way our medical systems work and whatnot else. That's fair. Because... Whilst I do think socialized Medicare has its benefits. The fact that I don't need to worry if I go to get sent to the hospital is really nice. I mean, you don't need to worry here in Canada. That's what I mean. But, oh, I I see what you're saying, yeah. But, uh... I was agreeing with you that there are things that are nice, but... But... American healthcare is a lot higher quality. I wouldn't say it's higher quality, but it's a lot... More efficient at what it does. I would argue that is synonymous with higher quality. No, because if I I would say that okay. What I what I view quality what? as is well, I guess it depends on how you view quality. Mm-hmm. Because when I say quality of care, or sorry, when I refer to quality, I mean how will I be treated? What will I be getting treated with? Like if I go in for a gunshot wound to my arm and they say, okay, we're gonna have to amputate, like it's eighteen sixty five, versus. You go in, and you be like, "Oh, let's remove the bullet. We'll patch it up, and then you'll be on your way." Yeah, give you some antidotes. Give you give you some antibiotics. You know, don't use your arm. Yeah, I'd say that's much better quality. But however, for say cancer treatment or certain cancers or whatnot else, specialty specialty wise, not only because of uh, spending and whatnot else, how certain things go, mm-hmm. America is much more efficient at doing that, and you can get appointments much faster. That's where America beats Canada, and mm. it's both because of their population and because of how they run it. 
which yeah. well, I, also I don't believe that takes away. I don't believe that takes away from the quality of the process. But I do will give them. It is a much better and much more efficient way of there running things. There are also things. medical advancements come out of America significantly more than they come out of Canada. Obviously, that's true because there's more people, but it's beyond like what can be made up for for that. Yeah. Like, I also think quality of care is going to the emergency room and not having to wait four hours to see a doctor. You know, because in the states there are advertisements on like billboards. When I went like just mm-hmm. drive through Buffalo. There's an ad- advertisement that says average wait time 10 minutes in an emergency mm-hmm. room, which is like, could you imagine that? Yeah. Like, I, like, I, I'm trying to remember the longest I've, the shortest time I waited in the emergency room. It's like two hours, I think. Five minutes. Oh, bullshit. I don't believe you. Because if they for? hadn't, I would have bled out and oh, died. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean, though. When in the, what they do in Canada is they treat they by. They triage you. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be like, how severe are your stuff? How long can you wait? Yeah. And I feel like. Whilst that is a necessary evil in, like, Canada's system where you mm-hmm. have more limited resources, in the States, they don't have to do that. In the States, you just yeah. show up, be like, oh, you've got these... That's also because you've doctor. got five hospitals on a block because each one of them can charge you through the nose. Mm-hmm. And because... It's almost like the market creates incentive for better for better, better systems. Well, I wouldn't say necessarily creates the market for it, but it's more so... Yeah. Yeah. Part of the problem, though, is, too, is just fucking insurance. Yeah, that's the part of the American oh. system I think it's stupid. I mean, it's stupid for us here, too, but mm-hmm. insurance is just a stupid thing. A necessary evil. Not in healthcare. Well, maybe not. I mean, but... you know, with America's healthcare system, I can see why you might, mm-hmm, you might mm-hmm. consider it necessary. I don't think it is. But it's like car insurance. You know what? It's the it's your way of asserting, you know what? Look, I'm not going to... if Even if I do manage to cause millions mm-hmm. of dollars of damage... I'm not, I'm going to be okay, and I'm yeah. not going to be, I'm, like, I'm going to be able to Well, to me, with you know? car insurance, uh, it, it saves your ass, is more what it is, because yeah. you can't anticipate well, some idiot driving along yes, and hurting you. but you sh- I think you should be able to fundamentally make the decision about, you know what? You are correct in that but, regard. And, but with car insurance, it's not just about you. you like, yeah, you yeah. other people, so it's not just about you. With health insurance, on the other hand. Yeah, but here's the thing. It is you entirely can... about you if it's health insurance. Here's the thing, though, about auto insurance. Auto insurance, um... You can opt out of stuff for yourself. Well, it's not even that. But an auto insurance, uh, like, if I crash into you, and I hurt you and whatnot else, the auto, in like, all the auto insurance does for me, like, if I don't have it, it just means I have to pay everything out of pocket instead of the system that I pay into that should pay out in the case of my fuck-up. Well, it, w- it would be if the government allows you to do that. Yeah. But... But the it's problem not. is most people don't have the money to pay it out of pocket. Yeah. And that's why insurance is kind of good. Mm-hmm. That's and actually wh- and that's actually where insurance even came from was because house fires in London were a huge problem. Yeah. So if everyone paid into... So one guy said, okay, if everyone just pays into a pot, that yeah. way, you know... Yeah, that's how firefighting started. It used to be... You can even go through and walk around London and see mm-hmm. old fire marks for yep. like, oh, this is a... This is a Wentworth Brothers fire protected yep. thing. If you're not working with Wentworth Brothers, we're not going to put out the fire for yep. you. And then, it, then that's when they realize, you know, okay, maybe we should just have a national or like yeah. a socialized fire protection service. Yeah. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the, the main failure is not with Ford. With Doug Ford, I think. I think there are things that he has done wrong um, from my libertarian right. view of, you know, what lockdowns are not as necessary as people make them out to be. All right. I'll, I'll give you that. And the... Yeah. 
the 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 thing that pisses me off the most mm-hmm. people who are all up in arms about schools staying open careful there's one upstairs currently but you agree with me don't you about about schools should not be forced to close why not because that's not where transmission happens like as much as yeah. i said that about restaurants and stuff that is extremely true like, about I this, schools yeah i have this argument with my mom all the time mm-hmm. my mom is an ea yep and I say to her, like, you're safer at going to work than I am going to work. Yep. By a lot, because kids, so transmission amongst kids is significantly lower than adults. Mm-hmm. This is something we know, even for the new variants. Mm-hmm. The ki- kids are significantly likely, less likely to develop symptoms. Mm-hmm. And when they do, it's not anywhere near as bad. Yeah. But then you also have to remember all the people that those kids have to come in contact with. Yes. Because the problem with the school is it's a Petri dish. Yes. But the spreading, but because spread is so much lower, I think it's fine. My thing is, is that personally, with the spread of how low it is in schools, mm-hmm. like think about it this way: you have a third of the, of our population in schools. Yeah. You should expect, with schools being open, to do that, and they aren't. They're a lot close to like five percent. Exactly. So yeah, no schools should be open, in my opinion. Yeah. But the, it's a bunch of people that are afraid and they want to project their fear. I think. And they want to project their fear and then feel validated when they say, oh, schools should be closed because mm-hmm. I'm... They come up with these arguments, even though they're not particularly good ones. And I... I Again, I don't mean like to, the, the AstraZeneca clotting thing. I don't mean to, like, disparage anyone who, who is afraid. I think that it's a valid... Might, potentially may be a valid fear, especially if you have a... Mm-hmm. Like, a, a condition that could make coronavirus worse if you get it. But then that's your prerogative to stay at home. Exactly. That's And that's the, that's the point of the lockdowns, I think that really annoys me is like you know what we're at a point now that we know enough about the disease and we know enough about like the risks mm-hmm. that just the government basically saying you don't know enough to make an informed decision and i understand about, i understand obviously there are some things like transmission mm-hmm. that you cannot control yeah but there are lots of things that you can like you can stay home you can order mm-hmm. in instead of going to a restaurant like, the fact that someone who is will- perfectly willing to not order from a restaurant tries to mandate that restaurants should be closed is kind of frustrating. Yeah. Because, like, at that point, you're not in contact with anyone. Why are you upset at other people spreading it around? Mm-hmm. And it's just this irrational, oh, there's a chance of a chance of a chance that this might pass, this person passes it along a chain and it gets back to True. me. True. But it's like, that chance is so small. I don't know. It's... It's, uh... it's where does the paranoia meet mm-hmm. oh, we also the practicality? Think... Exactly. We also didn't. Um, we also didn't discuss how now they're the government is saying, "Oh, we're going to go four months between vaccine doses." Do you know why? It's because of supply issues. Surprisingly enough, they say that it's better to give as many people the first shot as possible than it is to fully vaccinate people. Which you know what, they might be right. But are you seriously telling me if we had enough vaccine for everybody, you would say wait four months? No, you're only doing this because you don't have enough vaccine. And you're deliberately going against what these companies say of saying, you know what, it should be two to four weeks. I'm at a loss for words. Yes. It's like the government, the, 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 you know, those people that get upset when governments don't strict exactly listen to everything public health officials say. Yeah. And they say, oh, you're not following the science. You're not following the science. I have heard zero of them be, be upset about this. Mm-hmm. Precisely zero. Mm-hmm. When this is literally something we know from statistical data, 
that it's like, oh, this should be administered at this period of time. They're just going to say, oh, no, we'll see what happens. But the whole reason we couldn't do a lot of stuff over the summer is because, oh, we don't know what will happen. Well, we don't know what will happen here, and you're still choosing to do this anyway, so you know what? We don't know what will happen. You're just going to have to stuff it out and go broke. Fuck me, that is... Yeah, and now it's like, oh, we don't know what happens. We don't know what will happen, but we're going to do it anyways. Like, what? It's like, your own logic should be, we don't know what will happen, so we should play it safe, which is what it was last year. Why is it not this now? Sticking with a narrative is hard, don't you know? That's true. You're right. It is very hard to be ideologically consistent. Like, it's shocking to me how much, how little outrage that decision has, has spawned. Well, you have to remember a lot, the, it's the liberals that are in charge, so it's the liberals well, in the media. Well, liberals are saying it, but the, yeah, you're right, the media. It's I see, yeah, you're using liberals, it's it's like media, but you, but media, red liberals, mm-hmm. you know? So, of course, they're not going to be all over everything, but it's still frustrating that even, like, ordinary people aren't really upset about it. No. I mean, you know what? It could end up being that, you know what, because, like, we know that after you get the first shot of Pfizer, you're, like, 92%, it's 92% Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. efficacy, but we don't know precisely how long that lasts for. Mm Mm-hmm. So, the fact that I could go get a shot, like, I scheduled my shot for, like, two weeks from now. Mm Mm-hmm. So, the fact that I could go get a shot, and then by the time I get, it gets time for me to get my second shot, it could be realized, oh, shoot, we actually couldn't do this, you gotta get another shot, you gotta get two Mm -hmm. shots now because your first one wore off. Yep. Like, really? Thanks, guys. Thanks, yeah. Not to mention that's also entirely wasteful because it means that first shot was nothing. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not nothing because it still provides immunity. Yeah, but you get the point. Immunity and stop spreading. Yeah, but you get the idea. I understand exactly what you're saying. It's a waste of resources. It's better because you're just using more vaccine to create a two shot. Instead of two shots, you're using three shots per person. Yep. That's great resource management. Yep. Yep. That is the exact same face I made to the bank teller this morning was... Yep, excellent, excellent. Well... Yeah, uh, Scotiabank is fucking its users? Yes. Boycott Scotiabank. Take all your money out immediately. Take all your money out immediately. Cause a run on the bank. Well... I can say that because I don't have enough money in any bank at this point to actually worry about it. I also do wonder when they're going to start announcing, like... Yeah. Lifting restrictions for vaccinated individuals. Yep. Because... As much as I agree that obviously everyone who is able to mm-hmm. should get the vaccine. Yep. But where's the incentive if you're if you're going to be if everything's going to stay the yep. same? You know what I mean? Like yep. it's a matter of it's, even if it's just a matter of optics, that's pretty important, right? Like yep. like if if they they okay. The ri- while the risks while minimal still exist with vaccines. Mm-hmm. Like you could develop a fever, like things like you like yeah. most people do develop like some adverse reactions to it. Unless you're me, apparently. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. Your vaccine, your your blood will literally form into a fist and punch the needle. That's what it'll do. <laughs> My blood. It's fucking Rosie the Riveter. Yeah, <laughs> pumps exactly. and pumps a bicep. Yeah, just gets like an air pump. <laughs> Starts inflating his muscles. Yeah. Well, like seriously though, like if I'm if I'm someone who is, like, completely on the fence about getting a vaccine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I'm told by the government, oh, yeah, even if you get a vaccine, regulations yes. still to say the state the exact yeah. same, you can't travel, can't see people. Yeah. Why am I going to bother with having to be off work for five days? Yeah. Right? Like, come yeah. on. Like, it, it's getting frustrating at this point. Yes. Especially when we know that these vaccines... Work. Are, they work. They're incredibly effective. Not to mention they're doing what they are supposed to do, which is keep people from going into the hospital. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it better than the yeah. companies said they would be. Yeah. 
Which is and ridiculous. My grand came. Okay, my grandfather. You know, I was hanging out with my grandfather because I had his computer here. Mm-hmm. I was fixing it for him. Yes. Well, I say fixing more so just tuning up and getting things to run better. Yeah. So he could play Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020. Yeah, yeah. He and I were sitting there and we were going about doing all this shit because he was vaccinated. So he didn't care. He was having the time of his life, hugging, living his life. Exactly. Well, I was like, I was talking to my dad. And my, my dad's got the first shot. My yeah. grandparents have both got the first shot, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, dad, can I have people over the apartment when you're not there? And my, like, I asked him a couple weeks mm-hmm, ago. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, I'd rather play it safe because my, he sees my grandparents pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what? That's a very fair point. You don't want yep. to put them at risk. But now my grandparents are vaccinated, first dosed, mm-hmm. and so is he. So he, making an informed decision, decision as said, individuals yeah. should be empowered to do, yeah. said, you know what, yeah, that's fine. Especially because then he doesn't have to worry about giving it to anyone he cares about, and it's now on the onus and of those is, showing up. Yeah. Because then, like, I mean, if you exactly. and I... That's and... why vaccines are so good, too, is because it puts the onus on the person getting it. Yeah. Like, it's not like... It's not like masks where you have to rely on everyone else, mm-hmm. because that just creates. Because unless animals. you're wearing, because unless you're wearing an N95. Well, uh, there is the, of course, it like it keeps it closer to you, so it stops like mm-hmm, spreading. Mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. Don't, you don't have as much of a range on the spread. But that only matters for a certain amount of time, because eventually yeah. it's just going to expand, because that's what air does. Yes. And like, also the fact that if there's one, the fact that if people like freak out if there's one person not wearing mm-hmm. a not wearing a mask. It's everyone's like, gonna start freaking out, which exactly. cause hyperventilation, which, well, you know. Exactly. It's like, if one person's not wearing a mask, well, why am I gonna wear a mask? And yep. then everyone takes Oh, yeah, that off. too. Which, and I am not a mask, anti-mask person. Nope. I think, you know what? I know the science. It keeps the water vapors that come out of your mouth Close. closer to you. So you yep. don't spread it to people as far away, which is fair. And you know what? It's funny. We've seen this because the flu numbers are down. Oh, yeah. The flu numbers are, like, in the floor. Yeah. I wonder why that is. Yeah, I know. I remember. I think I brought it up to you when I first. Yeah, 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 yeah. I brought it up when, like, it was like in August. There were which is like, like twenty three cases. So for Canada's reporting of the flu, they do it like a year starts in September, and ends in August, because it actually captures an entire. No, no, no. Flu. It starts in August, ends in uh, July or. Okay, it it the point ow, the point whoops. is it doesn't start in January. Yeah. The reason is because flu season usually peaks around January. So you and you want mm-hmm. to get a snapshot of this flu season. Yeah. And so when I brought it up, I'm like, oh, there have been no cases reported this year because the year is like 2021. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2021 flu season, even though it just started a month ago. Yeah. Which is like, well, once I realized that, I was like, okay, this is kind of. Strange. I think you mean the 2020. No, 2021. Because we're in 2021. Oh no, wait. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. Yeah. 2020. Because this happened before 2021. Yes. But anyway, the point is. The point is. The flu numbers were at zero, mm-hmm. and there had only been, like, a solid month of reporting. Yeah. But, like, I look back through the previous years, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Even through these years, they're still not zero. Yeah. And the reason was because, like, of course... The masks, thing had just reset, and also people were wearing the masks. Flu, yeah, the flu is less transmissible than COVID is. Yes. And people wearing masks, so that brings it down even more to the point yep. of literally zero. Because, well, the other thing is that... When people say COVID breaks the rules, first of all, fuck you. No, it doesn't. Wait, what do you it's mean? Still... What do you mean? Well, people were like, oh, well, COVID breaks all the rules. No, it doesn't. All the rules it just... Uh, transmission. Oh. It's like, no, it doesn't. It just has a longer period. It just has a longer incubation period. You you loon. Yeah, well... It, so instead of me contracting, you know, two days ago feeling sick and then two days, it, it, it takes a week to two weeks. Well, I think, yeah, it's... the average is five days to show symptoms, but the maximum is 14, which is yeah. why they say if you... Have been exposed. You have to quarantine for fourteen days. days. Yep. 
Although, the fact that you can't test out of quarantine is kind of frustrating. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know what? What's the point of a test? Mm-hmm. If it can't detect it when you're asymptomatic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, yeah. Brilliance. Yeah, it's like, whoa, you look at this. You're sneezing, it's hard to breathe, and your throat is sore. Let's test you just to be sure. Yep. You're not sneezing, you're not breathing, but you've been exposed. Oh, well, we can't test you then. Yep. It's like, well, I'm... And, that's not how the tests work. Mm-hmm. Because the tests can tell you when you're asymptomatic if you have mm-hmm. They look at your antibodies. No, no, it, uh, well, it looks the, at the viral... The, yeah, you're right. Can you... Yeah. The antibody tests are a separate thing. Yeah. But, like... They were looking for antibodies so they could harvest them from people yeah. who had caught it so they could, mm-hmm. you know, I do make under- a better vaccine quicker. I do understand that they need to, like... Like, if someone sneezes on you... Mm-hmm. And they're, they have coronavirus. Like, an hour after they sneezed on you, you might not necessarily show up. But two days yep. later, you definitely will. Oh, yeah. So it's like, why can't you test out of quarantine? Or, like, even if you test positive, you can't test out of this 14 days isolation that you have to do. Yep. And it's like, what? Why? It's ridiculous. The whole, the whole government handling of this has been... Well, I mean, it's government. What did you expect? Exactly, right? I'd like to apologize for all the polluted audio. Noah, I don't think, took his meds, and I am a shambled mess. Yes, that is so... correct. Oh, well, I could I, rant I've you noticed about... a lot of... Uh... I could rant to you about why I haven't been taking my meds. Yes, I know why you haven't been taking because your my meds. my doctor, for whatever reason, even though I was prescribed it by a psychiatrist a year ago, doesn't mm-hmm. want to refill the prescription without just doing a retest of me for some reason, even though I've been perfectly fine up until the point that I ran out of pills. Yep. Which, why? I don't know. More money out of your pocket, really. Well, it's not even money out of my pocket beyond the the gas. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's money out of the government's pocket. So I can't fault him too much. He's taking money from someone who is more than willing to pay for his, for whatever. Yep. Which, I'll be honest, if I was in his position, that's exactly what I'd do, too. True. I'd milk the government for all they're worth because they aren't spending their money well, and that's not my problem. Yeah. As someone who's getting paid by the government. (laughs) <laughs> you, know, you know, like as a doctor, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? like, yeah, yeah. This it's the same with like um, my dentist in in Mississauga. Mm-hmm. He used to go there, and he would charge basically. He obviously it's not it wasn't advertised, but he had two mm-hmm. rates. He's like, if you're insured, it's this much. If you're uninsured, it's this much. Yeah. Which is, you know what? Fair enough. If the insurance companies aren't going to put the time and effort into bargaining the price down. Well, no. Here's the thing: they do. They walk up to him and they go, we want 50% off to send you this many clients. So he, what he does is he jacks up the price by 50%. Yeah, yeah he doubles the price and he's like, okay, 50% off. That's literally what the U.S. charge master is. And that's yeah. why if you go to, if you're ever in the hospital in, the, in like America. for an itemized list. List of every service. Because they will give you a list and it's like $5 for each individual calls cough drop. Where, what were they? Laced with gold. $25 for a Band-Aid. Are you kidding me? And then when you call them out on the dollar, let's drop that to like a right reasonable price. Yeah. Because hospitals just put that on there because they know that people are going to be like, oh, well, um, you know, we'll just pay oh, it. Oh, and you want to know something that actually really pisses me off? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people in America who will say, oh, we'll just comparison shop. First of all, you can't comparison shop when you're dying. Yes. And if you know something, like you know your wife's going to, you're pregnant. If you know, or if you know, if you know you need a specific like cancer. Yeah, treatment. yeah. Or in, because actually I saw a dude, he was doing it for his wife's pregnancy mm-hmm. of where to find out where the cheapest place was. Everywhere he called would say, oh, well, that's something we won't do until your wife is in labor. So how the hell is he supposed to comparison shop, you I fucking loon? I was actually loons? talking to a friend of ours. I was talking to Rita the other day about the exact same thing. And oh, I was yeah. Like, and I was like, well, you, the whole point of a market is that you compare and 
people are incentivized to have yep. the lower price. And she brought up the very good point that you just brought up as well. It's like you can't exactly comparison shop when you're dying. Yep. Or like if you're in an ambulance hit by a car, you can't be like, oh, take me to the cheapest. Yep. Like they're going to be like, oh, that's half an hour further away. Uh, no, you're going to the closest one so you don't yep. die. Yeah. Or in my case, hey, kid, you alive? Maybe. <laughs> Only mostly dead. There's a big difference between no, mostly dead and, and full dead. dead. And what is that? There's only one thing you can do when someone's all dead. Dead. Check their pockets for loose change. What an endlessly quotable movie, Princess Bride. Imagine the... I got a witch on your wife! <laughs> I'm not even sure about that anymore! <laughs> one of my favorite things I saw was... Uh, Humpty Dick Imagine... Uh, <laughs> Imagine being such a frickin' Chad that you... <laughs> whilst half paralyzed and poisoned uh, psych out a dude who could probably end your life in two seconds just by standing up yeah wow that's <laughs> impressive yeah the best part that was a that's totally believable yeah because Humperdinck's a pussy yep uh. I'm the Dread Pirate Roberts but I thought he was dead well I mean the name sort of just we pass on the name <laughs> I don't even remember the line yeah I just love it so much. Yeah. So yeah, I think that summarizes the most annoying things about Canada and Ontario's dealing with coronavirus. Yeah. I really do hope schools don't close because students have been struggling enough this past year. Yeah. And I think that the only thing keeping them like sane has been actually having in-person school where they actually really, really interact with people. Yeah. And I'm speaking as a university student who mm -hmm. has not had that mm -hmm. for a long time beyond, like, work. And thank God I actually have work. Because if I was yeah. able to see nobody except, for, like, through Discord with my friends online or even mm -hmm. just seeing you, I think I'd go insane. I, I have. Well, I mean... I, I mean, you are insane already. I was about so to I'm say, no, no. Pass it on to me, but... <laughs> I was about to say, no, through the transitive property, you probably would have gone insane if I was your only contact. Exactly. But I feel very vindicated, because for the longest time, I tell tell people, okay, would you rather live a life in isolation, but able to, you know, talk to people through, like, Discord, whatnot else, or live without any technology at all, but able to see all your friends? They often would say, oh, it's fine, I'll just talk to them through Discord, whatnot else, and it's like, mm -hmm. yeah... Sure you would. I mean, it does work. And for now a, it works for a time. And now they're all kind. Now I ask them the same thing. And now they're all complaining about how I, I can't take it anymore. I can't take just FaceTiming people. It's like, hmm, yeah, hmm. I wonder who warned you about this very situation. Mm -hmm. I you feel like people would be the same about if they went without technology for a while. They'd be like, oh my god, I can't deal not having Google to search stuff up. Just go to a library. So speaking of, you well, want to know something that pissed printing, me off? Is a printing press technology? Well, yes. Because if it is, then we shouldn't be allowed to have books. At least not the books that were created by printing presses. Yeah, but I think, well, but the more point about technology was more so about... It was more so about inhuman, how much people need hu real human interaction. Yeah. That, that was more my point of the thing. Because a lot of people were like, oh, I could get away with it. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, no, you couldn't. But... Um, you can get away with it for a while, just not a life. Yeah. How long have we been recording, Thomas? Almost an hour? 55 minus a couple, because, you know, I... I edits? Edits. Of your computer just shitting itself? And all the other things we've said that probably yeah. shouldn't be. Eh. Oh, whatever. I mean, last one, I didn't even bother cutting it through. I just went... Yeah. Other than I the... Noticed. Yeah. Other than the one section where my computer decided to launch a swarm of bees. Yeah, that was really <laughs> loud. I remember that. Yeah. 
<laughs> Every time I say bees like that, I, I think of a guy by the name of Soro TV. I loved his content. Oh, I know him. Yeah, but it's, the government's watching us through sunflowers, and I can't get the bees out of my teeth. No, Thomas, the government's watching you through birds. Have you ever seen a pigeon's nest? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have too. It's called the charging port. Oh my god. Have you ever seen a pigeon... Oh, no, I have seen a pigeon eat multiple times. Just come down and steal shit, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen a crow eat? Yes. I haven't. Stand- How about a robin? Yes. You've seen a robin eating? You forget. I have a bird feeder out the front of that my house. <laughs> How about an eagle? I haven't... Yes, I have, actually. I have seen an eagle eat. Wow, that's impressive. Did you see it catch? Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. That's yeah, it's the same that. as a falcon. That's how I watched the falcon eat, too. I love being outdoors so much. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do too. It's a shame we can't eat outdoors because the government will put us in the gulag. Although, I have been seeing... Go to Crowned Land. Go to Crowned Land. About the gulags? What? No, what? I was saying go to Crowned Land and just say you're camping and then I'll just camp. Just happen to be next <laughs> to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what... We, we, we didn't plan this, honestly, officer. It's just Crowned Land. Yeah, I was... That's what I was talking... I'm, I'm seeing someone, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I was talking to my mom about this, and she's like, oh, make sure you guys are wearing running shoes. I'm yep. like, well, and I'm like, I mean, I'm going to anyway, so that's just shoes I wear, but why? And she's like, is that what you can say you were out for your exercise? And I was like, nice. I have polluted so much of the audio just you, because I have it too close, just because I have the stand too close to myself. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then there's Noah with him, my wooden sword. I mean, the wooden sword is silent as it moves like this, though. True, true, but you've also been sliding it into my bed and whatnot else. that loud. Let's do a sample. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, it's picking it up slightly. Only a, only a very little bit. Yeah, oh, well, but whatever. still, it doesn't matter. Yeah. This so, is a wash. <laughs> yeah. Long story short, lockdowns, Thomas Meh. says they're a necessary evil. I disagree because I look at places like Florida that never lock down. But I also acknowledge that the landscape of coronavirus, at least without vaccines, yeah. is changing in the fact that the variants are spreading. And that's where I'll give you that lockdowns now are almost entirely pointless. Mm. It, 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 they would be entirely, 100% without a doubt, pointless if we actually had some goddamn vaccine supply. Yeah. You know what You know what blows my mind? What? The Trudeau government is still, like, still would win in the polls. Yeah. Right now. God, yeah. it must be nice having a media that plays defense, that runs defense interference for you. Yeah. yeah. That must be nice. Well, I think that's all I have to say on this matter. Uh, welcome. Thank you for listening to the Observation well, welcome. Deck. Thomas says welcome. Welcome, people who are tuning in right as we're about to end. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to the Observation Deck and enjoying our observations on lockdowns, even yes. though this was a garbled patch of nonsense, as, as always. As it always is. If you guys enjoyed our garbled patch of nonsense, please feel free to like it, uh, give it a high rating, and share it with your friends if you think they'd enjoy it. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys next week. Maybe next week we'll do we'll do something where we're uh, heavily intoxicated and see what happens. Oh boy! <laughs> we'll see you guys next week.